You know, we're, we're kind of at the end of the day today. You've been at, well, I don't think anybody's been to school today, but been at work, been doing what you're doing, and stuff just piles on. But when we walk, it's my prayer every time I walk into the house of the Lord, I say, Lord, just let every weight, every burden, every care of this life just fall off of me. Because there's no point in holding on to that stuff when you get into this house. There's no point in holding on to those weights and those even mistakes. Maybe you made mistakes throughout the day. It doesn't matter. What matters is where I'm at right now. If you've got things going on and you've got worries and stress and cares of this life, look where you're standing right now. You're in the place to lay it down. You're in the place uh, that's why it's so important. We, we can pray at home. We can, we can worship in our car. But there's something about being in the house of the Lord. Amen. Let's give one more hand clap and shout of praise to the Lord tonight. Come on, a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, we love you. We're here for you tonight, Jesus. We love you. Amen. Just if you'll remain standing for just another moment and you want to turn in the Word of God, just one verse of Scripture before you're seated tonight to Ephesians 5 and 17. When you got to say amen. Ephesians 5 and 17 says, Wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is. One more time, Ephesians 5.17, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And for just a few moments today, I'd like to speak to us on this topic, walk in His will. If we could close our Bibles, raise our hands one more time, ask the Lord to speak to us. Lord, thank you for your presence that we feel Lord, we know that when we walked in tonight, you were waiting here for us already. Lord, so open our hearts and our minds. Help us to be receptive to your word. Lord, I ask that you would anoint my lips of clay tonight. Lord, I want to speak your word with wisdom, Lord, with love and compassion, Lord, but with authority and power from the Holy Ghost. Lord, and anoint your people tonight to receive this word into good ground. Let it take root in our lives. We want to be changed, drawn closer to you, and we want to walk in your will tonight. And everyone said in the name of Jesus. You can clap your hands to the Lord as you're seated tonight. Now, I could only, only ever aspire to be the the, the Wednesday night teacher that our pastor is. And, uh, but in our regeneration class, I kind of just, I just talk to us. I talk to myself a lot too. Now, I like to be very, uh, just very real. Just talk about things that we, that we deal with. Uh, you know, I try and get on our, you know, our everyday level and just talk to us because that's that's what I'm I feel like that I'm good at like I said I could only ever aspire to teach like pastor so just stay with me for just a few moments tonight 
Be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. Uh, something that is so, so important and vital, and you'll only get so far without it. We have got to be in the will of God. And we've got to constantly be seeking the will of God. That is not to say that we are meant to be in a constant state of confusion or a constant state of not knowing where we stand or where we are or what we're doing. I, I can be confident that I am walking in the will of God, but I should still be seeking the will of God. I should, it should never not be my prayer, Lord, lead me and guide me in the way that I should go. Uh, in everything, in every decision, uh, as far as I'm concerned, big and small, anything that we do, Lord, lead me and guide me. Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, help me. Lord, if it's your will, then let it be so. That's a scary prayer for a lot of people. Because a lot of times the Lord just, he'll say no. Or he'll tell you something that you don't want to hear. Or he'll lead you in a way that you weren't really anticipating uh, but I, I I saw something today. I can't remember who shared it, but I, I saw someone say uh, something that's so great about the Lord is uh, even when He says no, it's it's just got goodness all over it. Because the Lord wants what's best for us, and and I promise you, when you fast and when you pray and when you're seeking the will of the Lord, He's going to speak to you, and He's going to lead you. In his will. And he, he's going to show you a way. And if you don't hear an audible voice, you'll see all around you. The, sometimes the Lord will just shake you. Sometimes the Lord will just shake our world up and to, for us to get into his will. But the thing is, he can never, or he will never, rather, ultimately force us into his will. He can and will shake up our world. He'll turn it upside down. But ultimately... We have to decide, I'm going to walk in the will of the Lord for my life. And that, that can be very broad, and that can be very specific to a certain situation. But we've got to be in the will of the Lord, amen? Now, we all talk about, and we sing about, and, and, and post about how we want the will of the Lord for our life. And people say, I, I just want God's will. People will fall on their face and pray, I just, Lord, I just want your will. They'll say, I'm just, I'm praying that he'll show me his will. But like I said, it's not always the case that we're actually, we're praying, Lord, make thy will my will. <laughs> Lord, can you please let this be your will? A lot of people, they'll, they'll pray and sometimes you don't realize it. But they'll, they'll pray, Lord, please let this be your will. Instead of saying, thy will be done. Lord, let this be your will. And I understand we can ask God for the desires of our heart. And we can, we can bring our petitions before God. And we can tell the Lord what we want and even what we prefer. We can tell him, Lord, I want this. Lord, this is how I want to see this go. But still, thy will be done. The Lord praying Jesus praying in the garden. He told he he that that flesh communing with the spirit. He said, "Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. If I had my rather's, 
I don't want to get beat within an inch of my life and die on a cross and be, be humiliated and, 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 and punched and kicked and spat on. His flesh didn't want that. He said, this is, this, if it be possible, let this be so. But he said, nevertheless, thy will be done. Now, if we want the will of the Lord in our life, let, let, let me show you what the first step in, uh, in doing His will is. In Romans 12, really just starting in verse 1. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's your reasonable service living for God to present your bodies a living sacrifice. And I've heard it said uh, a couple of times by a couple of different people that I'm sure didn't talk about it recently that the problem with living sacrifices is that they want to get off the altar when it gets hot. (laughs) A dead sacrifice will lay there. Uh, Being a living sacrifice, the problem with being a living sacrifice is that the heat gets turned up and I can roll off. And that's what people do. That's what people want to do. But nevertheless, I've got to present my body, and and, and really what that's saying is my life, everything that I am, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. It's, It's an absolute essential thing in being in the will of God that we do what His Word says. Our lives are committed to Him. If we are not, uh, His will can be taken no further in our lives. It's amazing that people think that they can pray for the will of God in in huge situations or, or even just little specific situations in their lives, but they won't even do the very basic things. They, they won't even present their lives a living sacrifice. They, they're not even able to say, Lord, here's all the rest of me. But they'll take one thing and say, Lord, I need you to have your way in this. It doesn't work that way. The, if, if We cannot, uh, or it's very hard. Now, sometimes God will intervene. And it's mostly, most of the time God intervenes because other people are interceding. Now, so, so sometimes God will intervene, but it's very hard for us to ever know or be in the will of God when we are not first presenting our bodies and our, our lives a living sacrifice. It's very hard to be in the will of the Lord or even know what the will of the Lord is. It's hard to hear the voice of God in that state. Now verse 2 goes on to say, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We've got to prove it in our own lives. You, you can't have one verse without the other. Present your body, present your life a living sacrifice. You, you don't have to be uh, with the people in the world to be conformed to the world. Prove in your own life, in the way that you live, in what you do, in the way that you live your life, what it is to be a living sacrifice and to be transformed. Prove it. Live your life in such a way that, it is pr- that you are a living sacrifice and you are living proof of what it is to, to be a sold out servant to the Lord. 
be transformed. Uh, I'm going to read the rest of, of this chapter very quickly. This, uh, it's a few commandments to us as a whole, even though we see in verses 4 through 8, uh, we see that we're not all called to the same exact uh, position or calling. But uh, just starting in verse 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry, let us wait on our ministering, or he that, ex- or he that teacheth on teaching, or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, and he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affection one to another with brotherly love and honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you, bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him to drink. For in doing so, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now, these are just a few things laid out in the word of God for us to live our lives by. I know there are certain things in there that uh, the Lord will, will place specific callings and, and uh, specific anointing on people's lives, specific gifts he'll allow them to operate in. But the majority of what we read are things that we must do, ways that we must live, ways that we can present our bodies a living sacrifice, ways that we can show it's not about what I feel and my will and, the, and you know how I feel like I should react to things, how I feel like I should be towards people but it's about the Lord. It's about being holy. It's about being Christ-like. It's about showing the love of God. It's about being kindly affection one to another. I'm a living sacrifice. So we understand that it's the will of God for all of us to do what his word says. If we refuse to do that, we'll never be able to see the specific will for our lives fulfilled. I, I've, I've seen it happen. I've seen people that they, they know to live right. They know what the Bible says. They, they, I mean, they know and understand it and don't live it and choose to live another way. But will wonder, why is my life why does everything just seem so out of place and out of whack? And why are things not going the way that I planned? 
because they have walked out of the will of God for their life. I've seen people walk out of the will of God for uh, job opportunities, which I know that the Lord will provide what we need and God blesses us, but you still got to pray for the will of God and those kinds of things. But I've seen people walk outside the will of God for job opportunities, for relationships, for friends, even for unsaved family. Rather than be a light to them, rather than stay strong and stand up and, and show them and reach them so they can be saved, they'll just walk into what they're doing, walk outside the will of God, even for family. I've seen them do it for all kinds of reasons, walk outside the will of God, uh, just for goals and dreams. And I, I've seen people walk outside the will of God for bucket list destinations, all kinds of things. People will walk outside the will of God, and they'll say, uh, you know, I'm going to do this uh, people, so they can live their best life. <laughs> walk outside the will of God and they, they either don't serve God at all anymore, they're not in church at all anymore, or they're so tore up and confused and miserable because they have decided, I'm going to live outside the will of God so that I can have, because God loves me and God wants me to be happy and God wants me to have what I want to have. God wants you to be saved, <laughs> The Lord will give you the desires of your heart, but are you even praying for his will? I, when, I, when I pray, Lord, you know, I, I think about that verse a lot. The Lord will give me the desires of my heart. But you know what? God, make the desires of my heart in accordance with your will. Make what I want in accordance and in line with your will. Because walking in the will of the Lord ultimately results in blessing and favor and peace of mind and, and blessed assurance that comes from the Holy Ghost. It, you'll be doing what, what God has called you to do. And my goal tonight with, with teaching this, with talking about this, is to remind us how important it is that we stay inside the will of God. We, we never reach a point that we can say, I have fulfilled the will of God for my life, and now it's just, I'm winging it from here on out. I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you've been married with kids for 20 years. I don't care if you've, you have your dream job. I don't care if you have the house you've always wanted. You've reached these goals. You've traveled all over the place, marked things off your bucket list. It doesn't matter if you've done all these things. You have not reached the point where you can say, I don't have to pray for the will of God anymore. I can, just, I can just live for God and wing it. If you're living for God, you'll be listening to the voice of God. When we are seeking the will of God in our lives, we have to be able to completely surrender our own will to God. When the disciples asked Jesus teach, uh, to teach them to pray, he included, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so when I pray, God, let your will be done in me, on this earth, in my life, in everything that I am, as you have planned it in heaven. Let your will be done here as it is in heaven. 
Jesus, who was God in the flesh, was an example to us when he said, For I come, I come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. He shows us when he's praying a few hours before he hangs on the cross that we must get past our own flesh and what we feel is best and what we feel comfortable with and seek the divine will of God. He says, not my will, but thy will be done. And because he allowed his flesh to do the will of the Spirit, he provided salvation for us on the cross. Now, we could never do something that's so great as that. And we could never do something that could bring some new form of salvation to the world. But the great things that happen because people follow the will of God. I've seen great men and women of God who have given up certain careers and certain other things in their life, given up opportunity in their life to preach and to teach and to be a missionary and just to serve in their local church. And they change lives. They reach people. They bring people to God. They, they, they counsel people and, and, and take them off the edge of the cliff. They, they're doing all kinds of things for God and building and establishing the kingdom of God because they said, not my will. Lord, I just want to serve you. I just want to do what you would have me do. Remove every other thing in my life so that I can be in your will. Bibby, does the will of God always make sense? No. You shook your head like this. I said, "Mm mm-mm. Come on now. Don't make me look dumb. But is it worth it? Colin, does the will of God always make sense? It's worth it though, ain't it? Anybody else know that the will of God doesn't always make Can I, anybody just, just be, uh, just testify, be a witness that the will of God is not, you, it, you can have a clear cut plan for your life and all these doors seem to be open and it seems like this is the most logical thing to do and it seems like this it, you may have even been working towards it for years and years and years but when God speaks and says guess what <laughs> it's always worth it to follow the will of God it's always worth it always worth it There are people that try and compromise on the will of God. They say, okay, I want the will of God, but can we bargain about it? Can we, Lord, can we, can we just, Lord, let us reason together. <laughs> Maybe we can work out some kind of deal. Maybe we can work out some kind of plan. And, we, and, and I've seen them do that because they think, well, I'd be making so much money. Or I don't, I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Or I don't want to damage a, a relationship with, with these people or this person. Or, or I don't want to lose everything I've been working towards. I, or, or, you know, I, I, need, I, need this, I need this schooling. I need this scholarship. I need, I need this job. I, I feel like this will be what's best for our family. They, they try and bargain and reason and try. It's like they're trying to get God, you know, like they're trying to convince God. Like, God, I just don't think you're looking at every angle here. It seems pretty foolish when you think about it that way. 
God, I just don't think you're looking at the big picture here as if he stands on the out, uh, he doesn't stand on the outside of time looking at your life one end to the other. I've seen people try and reason and still end up miserable. I've tried, I've tried to see them do partly the will of God and still end up miserable. But I can tell you that if it takes years for what you see as the fallout of doing the will of God to, for everything to come back together and come full circle and be, and be okay and feel like, you know, well, I, I see what God's doing now. I see what God was doing. Even if it takes years, it's worth it. Because God will make things better than they ever would have been. He'll, 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 he'll fix what you feel like was damaged in the process or restore it or, or replace it. Or he, he always has something better. We need to really seek the will of God in our lives. We need to walk daily in His will. People often think that, that knowing the will of God is seeing 10 years into the future. They want to talk to God like a fortune teller. God, show me your will, as in show me what my kids' names will be 15 years from now. Show me where I'll be working in 20 years. Show me, they, they want a road map just laid out. Just every, just, they want to know everything. They want it to be like GPS where you can hit the side and you'll see 20 miles up the road what that turn's going to be. That's what they want in the will of God. They think that knowing the will of God is seeing 10 years into the future, but you don't, you don't wait for something like that, and then one day you're suddenly in the will of God. You, you can be in the will of God seeking the will of God because God is going to reveal to you when you're seeking his will. You, you don't ever just reach a point where suddenly, okay, now today's the day. Today, 10 years ago, God showed me what his will was. Today's the day I'm in the will of God. It's will of God day. It's finally here. Now, God, can, God, I believe, will speak prophetically to people. I believe God will speak things into people's lives, and they'll know, and they'll wait on that, and they'll look forward to that. But that, that's not the same as knowing the will of God. That's a promise from God, and you can count on the promises of God. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to seek the will of God every single day. That I don't have to say, Lord, lead me, guide me, direct me, make me sensitive to the, to the moving of the Spirit, to the voice of the Holy Ghost. Make me sensitive to it. I want to know your will. I want to know what you want me to do. Lead me and guide me and direct me. We have to live that way. And I promise you that it's so much better living that way. He'll lead your, he'll order your steps in his word if you want him to. And if you allow him to. Too many people think that being in the will of God means that, that you'll be miserable because you're in the will of God. And while, yes, you will probably have to give up certain things, maybe certain people, maybe certain plans, maybe certain opportunities, and, the, and a lot of people, they cry and, and fast and pray and seek the will of God while, while they're just bawling and a puddle of tears in the floor sometimes while God's speaking to them. But that doesn't mean that being in the will of God is uh, that you're going to be miserable. 
Sometimes that's just, well, not sometimes. That's, that's what it is all the time. It, it's, it's pushing past that flesh. That's why when people fast, they become so emotional. Because pushing past your flesh makes you emotional. It does. Crucifying that flesh. That's why people get into, when we're doing that, doing that 40-day fast, you know, I know as individuals it happens, but, you know, when we're doing our church-wide fast, that's why a lot of the services towards the beginning, when we first start it, the services are just those <laughs> kinds of services. We got water stains all over the altar, have to tear up the, the carpet tiles and replace them and People get emotional. People down here just dumping oil on their head and just. We use up so many tissues. It's because it's that initial thing of saying, not my will. But thy will. Pushing past that flesh makes you emotional. And so don't mistake being emotional in a season of transition where you're seeking the will of God with being miserable. Because I'll tell you, you know what happens at the end of those fasts? We start having those breakthrough, victorious services where people are being healed, filled with the Holy Ghost. God's breaking through. We got power over the enemy, authority over every tool and device of the enemy. And so it is with seeking the will of God. God is not going to make you miserable in his will. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. He'll give you the desires of your heart when you seek him with your whole heart. Having to push past your flesh is not the same as being miserable in the will of God. Because you won't be miserable in the will of God. In the long run, you'll be glad that you followed the voice of God. You'll never, because you, you'll never be satisfied. And you will never have all that you want. You'll never have peace or assurance. You'll always have a hole inside of you. There'll always be that wondering. There'll always be that what if feeling. There'll always be that feeling of something is missing. If you choose to live outside the will of God for your life. And choose to ignore the voice of God in your life. Now I would venture to say. Because. We're still human. I would venture to say that there might be people in here tonight that you know there are some things in your life that are not in accordance to the will of God. I'm not saying that because I'm about to call anybody out. I'm just saying I would venture to say. I would guess. That doesn't mean you're backslid. That doesn't mean you're thinking about walking away from God. But there might be things in your life that you know, or maybe just one thing, one specific thing that you know is not in accordance with the will of God for your life. And to that, I would just say, you know what to do. <laughs> we have to be willing to lay those things on the altar and leave them there. We have to be able to, to say that if I've got one thing, I might as well just have it all wrong. I heard Brother Larry say one time, to be, to be almost saved is to be altogether lost. If I've got one thing outside 
the will of God in my life, I might as well just say, you know what, it's all messed up because I want his perfect will for my life. And you know what, that's not impossible. And you know what? You can make mistakes inside the perfect will of God for your life. You can fall flat on your face inside the perfect will of God for your life. It's not impossible to live in the perfect will of God for your life. I quoted this a while ago, but Matthew six fourteen: Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And that word is so important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Seek His will before everything. Bear with me for just another couple minutes here. The only way, the only way that our will matters is whether or not we are willing to do the will of God. That's the only time that what I want even matters in the grand scheme of things. Is, is, is my will in accordance with His will? In Luke 6, 46, Jesus said, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? I remember being in places before where I knew that I had not been doing what the Lord was telling me to do and wouldn't even pray and say, Lord. I'd say, Jesus. I'd say, God. I couldn't even allow myself to pray and say, Lord, because I felt so convicted because I would think of that scripture. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? I've been in places like that before in my life. That's powerful. We call him Lord. But is he our Lord? Lord is not a title like like God or like Almighty or Everlasting Father. If he's my Lord, he's my Lord. He is my master. He's the Lord. He's the master. But is he your master? Is he the Lord of your life? Matthew 7 and 21 says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. We need to seek the will of God. Uh, in everything, D- don't don't try and 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 figure out a different way. Follow the voice of God. If it looks like okay, I know this is what God's pulling me towards and calling me to, but I don't see a way. Just start walking. Just start doing. Just start pressing your way towards it because. That path is not always, sometimes it's just, uh, that word's a light into my feet. As in I'm walking in the darkness and all I can see is my feet. Because that light's just shining. All I can see is just one step at a time. 
It's a lamp unto my feet. And you know what? Sometimes it's a light unto our path. And we can pray for a clear and direct path. God will give it to us. But sometimes it's just a lamp unto my feet. And I'm in the darkness. And all I can see is just one step at a time. But at least I know I'm walking in the will of God. And I will fear no evil. You know what? I'll just say this. And maybe you don't think I have the authority to say this because I'm not a parent. But parents, don't let your children be outside the will of God. Especially if they live with you and you pay for all their stuff. And you're supposed to tell them what to do and not do. I, I know people. I know, I know young people that now are in their 20s and are lost. I mean lost. Because their apostolic parents allowed them to date outside of church. Allowed them to wear what they wanted, do what they wanted, listen to what they want to do. Because they said, I don't want to drive them away. And they couldn't be any further driven away now. I, I'm not being mean. I've seen it. So parents, I know that it can be cute. I know that it can be, you know, you, you want your children to be happy. I know that you, no parent just wants to fight with their kids. But you know what? Save them from that. If they come home from school and say, I got a boyfriend, I got a girlfriend, and you know they don't live for God, say, mm. well, that's, that's good you can say that, but that's all you can do. If your kids decide, I'm going to do this and this and this and this, and you say, well, I'm going to let them do it because I love them, I'm not, saying, I'm not telling anyone that they don't love their children, but if you love your children, make them, push them to be in the will of God. They do have to ultimately decide for themselves, but my God, push them towards the will of God. Be an example. You know what? Young people with unsaved parents, don't let your parents stay outside the will of God. I'm going to flip it around. Don't, don't let your parents walk in such a way that you know that they're walking towards eternity in, some, in a place that they don't want to spend eternity and you're doing nothing about it and you're saying that's okay and you're, and you're laughing about it and you're, you're posting about it and you're, you're, you're advocating what they're doing. You know what, friends? People you got friends outside of church, stop liking people's posts when you know that what they're doing is causing them to be lost. When you, when you see somebody walk outside the church and they post a picture, they don't look like the same person anymore. They don't seem like the same person anymore. They don't act like they're uh, even remotely concerned with God anymore. Don't, po don't comment on their stuff and say, I'm so happy for you. You look so good. You look like you're doing so well. That's not mean. Tell them you love them and you miss them. Tell them come back to church. Tell, tell them get back in the house of God. You can love them without saying what you're doing is okay. 
And when I'm trying, I say all that to say this, let's help each other stay inside the will of God. If you see a brother overtaken in a fault, the Bible says restore him. Restore him. Restore each other. Keep each other in check. Be accountable to one another. We need to stay inside the will of God. You can stand with me tonight. Music can come. Let's seek the will of God more fervently and more passionately and with more abandonment than we ever have in times past. As individuals, as a church, as a body, let's be more sensitive to the voice of God than we ever have. Let's desire to know the will of God more than we ever have and not know only but do and live and follow the will of God. The Lord knows what He's doing. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 The Lord says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. So let's make sure that we're always in his will. I want to be like David saying, I delight to do thy will. Oh my God. Yea, thy law is written in my heart. Now I know it's just Wednesday night. But the Lord can change somebody's heart and change somebody's life on Wednesday night. And I'm not trying to get amens and pats on the back. I'm trying to tell us what the Lord has stirred in my heart tonight. And that is more than ever before. You know what? This church needs you to seek the will of God. Because this church needs prayer warriors. Needs preachers and teachers needs people who will reach out, needs witnesses, needs people who will work in the church and serve this, this local assembly. We need that. But we won't have that if individuals are not seeking the will of God. So could we tonight, just for a few moments, forget about everything else? And could we find a place in these altars and pray until we know that we have had a real conversation with God. Tell Him tonight, Lord, whatever you want to do in my life, speak to me. Show me what to do. If you're in the middle of a big decision, if you're in a, in a transition period, God, show me what to do. Show me how I can work. Show me what I can be. I want to know your will for my life. I know we're not running and jumping and shouting tonight, but could you from the depths of your heart tonight, could
Could you allow yourself to push to a place of sincerity and let the Lord know, God, you speak to me however you want to, and I'll follow. Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. Let's pour out our hearts to the Lord and be obedient tonight.
now like we always do. Can we reach over and grab the hand or the shoulder of the one beside us just, just to where we're all unified tonight? Just join with someone next to you. And can we lift that hand and lift them up right now and pray in unity and one mind and one accord? God, we're going to be in your will. Lord, not just as individuals, but that as a church, as a body, oh God, we're going to serve. We're going to build the kingdom. Oh, we're going to do all that you've called us to, oh God. Come on, have faith for one another right now. Lord, we're going to restore one another. We're going to build each other up. We're going to help one another. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to intercede for one another. Lord, we're going to stay in your will and in your purpose together. Come on, that's right. Just pray in the Holy Ghost for a moment. Oh, that's the sound of victorious people. That's the sound of a victorious church. Oh, we're going to be solid in your will. We're going to be built in your will. We're going to be built on the rock. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. Lord, I speak blessings. I speak favor. I speak strength. Lord, overcoming power. I speak victory, Lord, over this people, over my brothers, my sisters tonight. In the name of Jesus. Can we clap our hands one more time to the Lord and give a shout? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good. It's not, you know, it, it can have its challenges, like I said, just pushing past our own will and our flesh, but it's not hard to live in the will of God. And you know what? It's not miserable to live in the will of God. God, he said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. As individuals, as a people, as a church, I know the plans that I have for you. So be encouraged in that tonight. Walk out of here tonight with your head held up. I'm going to walk in the will of the Lord. And if I fall, I'm going to stand right back up. If I fall, I shall not utterly be cast down. If I, if I happen to take a step in the wrong direction, I just get a little course correction. This is the thing. This is the last thing I'll say. It doesn't matter how far from the will of God that you feel like you've strayed. The distance doesn't determine the difficulty of God getting you back on the path. There may be things, I've seen people that they've lost things they can't get back. And they've, they've, they've done things that have caused their life to be in such a way, but you'd be 
amazed at the way that God can still restore and still do something new even when someone has strayed so far away. So be encouraged tonight and let's just walk in the will of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Clap your hands one more time. God's just good. I think we ought to just praise Him. We're thankful for you tonight, Lord. Uh, As far as announcements go, of course, church on Sunday, bring somebody with you. Invite somebody and come in here. No, we're fixing to tear the roof off this place. The Holy Ghost is going to fall. God's going to do great things. God is doing great things, and we're going to see greater. Amen. So church on Sunday, regular schedule, uh, regeneration, prayer on uh, Friday night, 730, which I'm excited about. We can be getting back on schedule here. So be it prayer, regeneration, uh, Friday at 730. Other than that, I love you all. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Glad that you're in my life. And uh, pray for one another. Encourage one another. Reach out to somebody you didn't see here tonight. Be blessed. Be safe. In the name of Jesus, you can be dismissed.